How's it going? How's it going? And welcome to From the Sidelines. My name is Josh Duvall, and I'm here with Chad Davis, Devin Davis, and Noah Tyree. And today we're going to talk a little bit of NBA playoffs. So go ahead and follow us on Instagram at FTS Pod. You can follow us on Twitter at FTS Pod as well. If you got comments, questions, concerns, you can email us at the FTSpod at gmail.com. And you can also visit our website, FTSpod.com. Check out some running around the rift action from uh, Tyler Bender. And uh, yeah, go check it out. Everything in the FTS world is on FTSpod.com. Go check that out. Yeah, let's get into it. I guess some NBA playoffs uh, brackets came out today, or bracket, I don't know what you call it. Games, I guess I guess the NBA is considered a bracket, but yeah. Um, yeah, uh, play-in tournament, I guess. Y'all want to start there? Yeah, I mean, we had a closely contested race for the play-in spot uh, in the Western Conference. Uh, Lakers actually ended up uh, losing the tiebreaker. And drew the short end of the stick for that three-way tie and actually ended up in the playing game, which I don't think uh, many people would have expected heading into the year. So um, it's going to be it's going to be a fun, fun couple of games uh, Tuesday and Wednesday um, for those seven seeds. And then uh, we'll have some elimination games later on. So I'm looking forward to uh, I'm looking forward to it. I think uh, I think those games will be fun. I'm not sure how much it matters in the whole grand scheme of things because, you know, Teams like like the Warriors and Grizzlies today would have been for a playoff spot, but you know, no matter if, if in the normal circumstances, uh, but due to this play-in rule, you know, the loser is still alive. So, you know, I don't know if it actually necessarily added um, everything that the league was hoping for, but is what it is. I'm going to have to go with Devin on this one. I just really don't see the point in this. Like he said, it's just elimination games for the AC. But I mean, I guess it's just a fun and competitive and money-earning way for the NBA to get their get their uh, viewership back from last year. So I think, uh, I think it's a fun concept, but I just don't see the point of it. And I just feel bad for the Suns due to this. Because uh, I, I don't see Golden State coming out on this. So... I just ugh, poor sons. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna be rooting like hell for the Warriors because it'd be amazing to have a year without LeBron in the playoffs, especially when the Suns are a two seed, Knicks are a four seed, Hawks are a five seed. Like there's just so much going on this year. It'd just, it'd just be just so soothing to not see LeBron in the playoffs. In my oh, wait, who doesn't want to see LeBron in the playoffs? What? Me? Like, what? Watch it. LeBron didn't make the playoffs in 2019, and uh, definitely didn't have the same uh, same appeal. I don't think. I love watching. I love watching greatness, and uh, I hope he passes MJ for the titles. So, I think uh, I think the two man game of AD and LeBron was probably the best part of the bubble last year. So I, I love I love seeing him in the playoffs. I don't think there's going to be... Uh, well, there was already a year where LeBron didn't make the playoffs. And it just didn't seem as entertaining, even though I, I guess that year as a whole wasn't that entertaining anyway. But I don't know. It would make me... Well, I, I was just going to point out that Josh was rooting like crazy for LeBron when the Warriors were on their run. Right. Josh just doesn't like watching um, dominant forces in the league, I guess. No. <laughs> maybe maybe that's why maybe that's why he likes Jokic so much, I'm not sure. I don't like watching teams that need Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Kevin Rant, and Draymond Green to win basketball games. They won basketball games without Kevin. You know, you know, you know, you know what I like. I like watching what the Suns have done. Oh, why is that? that tell, has, tell me more. Tell me more. That 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 has my admiration. You take the exact same team they had two years ago. They had Chris Paul, not a, not a superstar. This isn't like you know the old Warriors at this point in his career. I, I think mean, Chris Paul would like, take offense to that comment. I mean. I, He's not like a, he's not like KD going to the Warriors. Is what I mean, 
he's more of a he's more of a floor general leadership presence playmaker rather than like one of the best scoring bigs two way players we've ever seen. Right, like he's not he's not yeah he's not exactly he's not going to be like scoring left and right, but I mean he's a player coach so he's going to make your team better. But I don't know, I, I just I just find more admiration in teams like that than teams that just build super teams, aka the Nets, like. You don't need Kyrie Irving, James Harden, Kevin Durant, Blake Griffin. And, like I don't know, man. And Marcus Aldridge, even though he retired, but can't forget that they still got him too. Just to just to win games. I don't know. I, I just think the whole super team thing is takes out so much competitiveness in, in basketball. It's annoying in my opinion. But yeah, nonetheless. Um Spurs and Grizzlies, who's winning? It definitely won't be the Spurs. The Spurs are the most uninspiring basketball team I've ever watched. There's nothing. There's nothing I despise more than watching Demar Derozan shoot mid-range jumpers and Kelvin Johnson fail to do anything as a perimeter athlete, miss threes, and I don't know, like what. They, like I, I mean, I kind of, I kind of like you know Dejounte Murray, but yeah, that's just rough. Like Jakob Pertl is your starting big. The, the ghost of Rudy Gay, his corpse is still out there. I don't know how they won 33 games. Props to Pop, I guess. But no, this will be a uncompetitive game, to say the least. I'm going to go with Devin on this one. The Grizzlies should walk out of here with at least a 15-point win, maybe 20. Uh, when your starting center is Jakob Pertl, you uh you have some issues to attend to. Agreed. Agreed. I don't, I don't need anything there. Chad, what do you think? Hey, don't sleep on Jakob Pertle. Not not I'm not only am I gonna sleep on him, I'm gonna bring a nice pillow with a tipperpedic. <laughs> I'm gonna go sleep on him. <laughs> no, I was hopping on mypillow.com ordering him the the best sleep equipment. Oh my god. I don't know. I, I feel like uh, the Spurs are just a really bad team. I'm not sure how they're even in the playoffs, but there's there's no shot they win. Grizzlies are a much better team, and yeah, I Spurs suck. All right, fair enough. Warriors, Lakers, we got. That's uh, clearly the Lakers. Clearly. Yeah. Yeah, they've looked like a dominant team ever since LeBron and AD have returned, and they're on a five-game win streak. So let's go ahead and make that six. I think the reason that I really don't want LeBron to see LeBron in is because I like the Lakers as an eight seed, like ridiculous, or a seven seed. They knew what they were doing. Really, I don't know. They, they knew met. what they were doing. Like. Yeah, let's have AD sit out this certain amount of games and LeBron sit out this certain amount of games just so that we can drop back a few games and get easier seating. Like, it's not hard to see. Is it easier seating, though? I I would say so. You'd rather, play, you'd rather play the Suns than the Nuggets or Clippers? Uh, I'd probably rather play the Clippers. I don't know. I think I'd rather it. play I mean, the Nuggets out of all of those teams, just because they no longer have Jamal Murray. That's true. Forgot about that. Yeah. I, don't know. I think I think they were just I think they were just more worried about making sure LeBron and AD were healthy for the playoff run, not necessarily concerned about what seed they got. Just you know, if things broke their way and they got a favorable matchup, sure, but. Uh, I mean, they just have to play one extra game now to make the playoffs, and we'll have a tough first-round series, I think, against Phoenix. Oh, yeah. What game do you think it goes to? Mm, probably six or seven. I'd probably say six. Lakers win? Suns win. The Lakers win. It's unfortunate, though. I'd say the Suns are probably the second-best team in the Western Conference, and they'll be facing the best team in round one. They break, yeah. they break their, what, 10-year postseason drought, and that's the present they get rewarded with. Nice big old LeBron. Re- yeah. Reigning, reigning uh, champions. <laughs> I don't know. According to LeBron, after uh, 
must have been deathly ankle sprain and looks like he's never going to return to the same player. So, didn't he just dunk last night and like drop this nice stat line? I forgot what he did, but yeah, I just, I just remember like a few weeks back whenever he sprained his ankle, he's like, you know, I don't think I'm ever going to be the same player. I'm like, bro, chill. You spend millions of dollars a year on your body. I'm sure you can have one ankle sprain and be fine. Maybe maybe it's more of like a maybe it's more of like a PR PR move to like you know let's make it make it like when he goes on a postseason run he's gonna be like man I was able to do this on a bum ankle only feeling seventy five eighty percent y'all the rest of the league is trash huh <laughs> maybe it's one of those moves he's maybe making- actually that makes sense that, that's the only thing that makes sense I mean he he always says he always says you know I won the two hardest titles in the league by defeating the Warriors team the 73 and 9 team and then by winning the covid bubble tournament uh their uh trophy so i mean maybe maybe this is just his his way to set up a a third difficult title to win i love that theory i love that theory it makes sense though doesn't it think about it think about it he's he's worried about his legacy he's compared to mj we had the last dance documentary come out he had all of that time to think about, you know, how am I going to spin this COVID bubble trophy finals appearance narrative into, you know, something greater than it actually was. And he just keeps doing it year after year. It's a recurring theme. And maybe that's why he made the comment that, you know, he's never going to be 100% again. So when he goes on this late season um, tear, all the more impressive. I think you just hit the bullseye on that one. Um, yeah, I agree. Chad, who do you think is going to win? Lakers or Suns? I got the Lakers. I really hope people don't, uh, you know, think the Lakers are bad just because they're in the playing game because they've had a lot of injuries to deal with. So that might throw people off their scent, but they're very much, much a contender in the West. And I love the Suns. I hope they do. I hope the Suns win, but I think it'll be the Lakers. That'll come out. So, what do you guys think about the eight seed? We got the Grizzlies or the Warriors? Uh, I personally think I'm going to take uh, the Grizzlies in this one. Uh, you know, it's all, it's never a good never a good feeling uh, going against Steph. He might just you know light him up for fifty and win the game single handedly. But I, I I just really don't like the Warriors roster. Especially outside of Steph, it's just uninspiring. You know, one Toscano Anderson is a key part of their success. Uh, like, you know, just random guys off the street. It feels like they just. And he's like, you know, you got Draymond. I gotta watch Draymond for two games and root for him to win. Like, no shot. I don't want. You know, Kelly Oubre can't hit the side of a barn. Andrew Wiggins, yikes! But what a basketball player. What if he was if he was the first overall pick? What way? Don't believe it. It's true. Fact check me. <laughs> I, I you know I don't like it. I like definitely like the Grizzlies roster a lot more. And I think as long as Jaw's not a liability from three at the end of games, um, I could see that definitely being a problem for Memphis. Um, you know, if defenses do not respect his ability to shoot from the perimeter, and as a result, uh, they really shut down the driving lanes. So. And I could see the Warriors kind of exploiting that uh, that problem, but overall, I definitely like what the Grizzlies have to offer more so. And I will be rooting for them, and think they will win. Yeah, I can see that, but that's like I go with. The, uh, I think Curry probably gonna pull something out. Just the way he's been playing throughout May and April. I mean. 40 points like is the game has been like a regular for him so i think you could easily just throw up a bunch of threes drill them and single-handedly give them a lead and win it so i mean i, I kind of look for the warriors to win personally it'll probably be a close game i'd have to say because i don't see jaw keeping up with curry he's going to be double teamed the entire night uh, but at the same time, like Devin said, you can't have Draymond shooting two or three 
threes a game. It's just not there for him. He's not a shooter. Plus, are we sure, I, he's, are we sure he's in anything? I, I, he, he's a fairly good defender. I'll give him that. He's there for his defense. That's yeah, true. And plus, the Grizzlies just, they have youth on their side, but also the Warriors do as well, but not as good youth. <laughs> the Warriors also have experience in Curry and Draymond and coaching. Yeah. Curry. Grizzlies ain't been there, so. I'm going to have to go Warriors on this. I just, I don't see them being able to keep up with Curry. And plus, Curry's been carrying the season the whole season. So, I just, I just see it being more so on the Warriors side. I also got the Warriors. I I was a big, 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 big Grizzlies. I was a big Grizzlies fan going into the season, and I I feel like they kind of disappointed. Uh, only four games over five hundred, but I mean it's not not terrible. But you know I expected more for them. Uh, I'm with you guys. I think you know the Warriors are a one man team. I really don't see how anyone, much less the Grizzlies, are going to stop Curry. And uh, hopefully Wiggins isn't a liability for them. Hopefully he can, you know, shoot consistently and not disappear. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to take the star player in Curry and the Warriors. Yep. All right. So with that being said, Jazz Warriors. Sorry, Devin. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. Both teams lose to the Jazz, so it's not much of a conversation either way. It's really not. Yeah, I agree. Like, this isn't debatable. You're right there. Huh? So, Jazz got that. Um, Clippers and Mavericks. Interesting one. Yeah, I think this is a really tough matchup for the Clippers. I think, uh, you know, the Mavericks had a rough start to the season. They had a couple of COVID issues. Maxi Cleaver got injured. Um, and then Luca was just really, you know, out of shape. And um, kind of, you know, underwhelming for the first couple weeks, month of the season. But as of late, they've really turned it on. Um, they've definitely been uh, more efficient on the offense. And, you know, the Josh Richardson-Seth Curry trade doesn't look as as uh, as uh, worrisome as it did, you know, back in January. So, you know, they've definitely had more production from their wings and I don't think I don't think it's a good matchup for I don't think it's a good matchup for the Clippers. I, you know, I think if Kawhi and Paul George are able to shut down Luca on the perimeter, then maybe they uh, maybe they can stifle uh, Dallas a little bit. But you know, Dallas Dallas really has a good f- formula philosophy for how they're gonna approach the postseason, and it really just relies on uh, Porzingis getting right, staying healthy, and Luca being one of the best players we have in the league. So. It'll be it'll be a, a heavy heavy battle of some top tier um, elite superstars in the league, and I'm looking forward to it. But uh, I definitely think the Grizzlies are. Or, sorry, I definitely think the uh, Dallas is capable of pulling off the upset. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I feel like uh, they just spaced the floor really well. They got a lot of shooters. Um, they, they added JJ Redick. Um, I don't know if they play him a little bit more in the playoffs. Maybe that could give them a boost, too, with his experience. Um, with, with his like, experience of losing playoffs, actually. But, um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're loaded with shooters. I, I feel like they're going to be able to space the floor and, you know, keep Kawhi and Paul George busy enough and still maintain, you know, scoring because of their offensive firepower and their shooters. So. Yeah, I think they might. They could cycle a little bit on defense, but I, I think that they'll they'll pull it off just because of how they'll be able to space against the against the Clippers. So and they got Boban, big Boban guy. So I'll take the Clippers. Out there, not the Clippers. I'll take the Mavericks. Dad, no, we y'all got. I'm kind of torn because this is going to be a great matchup. Uh, uh, uh. Let me flip a coin here. Okay, Clippers. Clippers, I'm going with Clippers. 
I'm going to go Mavericks. I think this is going to be a battle of depth, roster depth. And, and I think it's going to come down to the benches in this entire series, how their bench plays within each game and who comes up big for them. Like for Dallas, I could see Jalen Brunson maybe getting a little, getting a little hot. Maybe I don't want to say Trey Berg, but <laughs> <laughs> can't really say that. Dorian Finney-Smith kind of picked up towards the end of the season. He, he's been picking it up as well. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. And, uh, of course, Big Bobon. Big Bobon guy. Big Bobon. Big Bobon guy. And I think, but at the same time, the Clippers bench, you got uh, Reggie Jackson. Does Reggie Jackson start? I couldn't tell you because I don't have West Coast television. <laughs> He does not start. Okay, so Pat Beverly. All right, yeah. So that, as far as Reggie Jackson, Luke Kennard, uh, they even have Rondo coming off the bench. I know he's old, but that defense is still there. And of course, you have Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. I mean, it. Like I said, I think it's going to be a matter of depth. Whoever gets it, I, I feel like will be pretty good. You know, I think part of me just, you know, wants the basketball gods to, you know, kind of pay back uh, the Clippers for their tanking karma. You know, they they, they intentionally sap all the words and Kawhi the past last two games of the season. They end up losing to the Rockets and the Thunder. Also, they could get on the opposite side of the Lakers in the bracket. See, are we seriously? We wanted to be the four seed that bad. Just so we could avoid a potential second round matchup with the Lakers. So, so they, they lost to Houston. They lost to the Rockets, the worst team in the league, and the Thunder, who were like the third or fourth worst team in the league. Also, they could stay away from LeBron. Ah, they must be that scared of the Lakers. Yikes. Imagine having such little confidence and being <laughs> that scared of a seven seed. That's, well, that's, that's guaranteeing Western Conference Finals if you know what you're doing. But. That, hey, that's it's it's embarrassing to say the least. I would be ashamed if I was a Clipper or a Clipper fan that my team is that scared of a seven seed that we have to tank so hard that we have to lose to the Rockets and Thunder. So I hope the basketball gods, you know, give them what they deserve, and that's a first round exit out of here. All right, Devin, the anti-Clipper fan. Let's get on to the last matchup here, the uh, first round of the Western side. Uh, Nuggets and the Trailblazers. I don't know about you all, but I got Trailblazers. Whoa. Whoa, really? Whoa. Okay. I just feel like the backport or the backport, backcourt presence they have is just there's no way Monte Morris and Will Barton are keeping up with Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum. You also have to think they play a little bit of a different backcourt style than Portland does. They run their offense through Jokic, so their backcourt has different roles. That's true. That's true. So I, I don't, I don't know. Maybe defensively, you're probably right. Yeah, they're not keeping up with them on a quicker first step. They're not. But offensively, I feel like they could. It just depends on how Jokic runs the offense. If there's anything, like, I, I don't know, I feel like part of it is because every year I'm like, this is going to lose, and then Damian Lillard waves at me, so. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, I kind of still think the Nuggets will have enough to to win the series, even without Murray. You know, Michael Porter Jr. has looked like an all, really elite uh, offensive option for them. And then, you know, the addition of Aaron Gordon has kind of worked nicely. Um, and so, you know, they've been kind of able to fill some of the production from Jamal Murray, um, you know, with Will Barton. Um, so, I don't know. I still think, you know, I still think the Nuggets have definitely shown that they're still an elite, you know, contender, even without uh, Murray. And, you know, Jokic is taking it upon himself to, you know, carry this team to victory and will this team to win. So, I, I'm just really not sold on Portland. Um you know they have that elite backcourt like Josh Benson, but yeah, you know, I'm not. I I think their wings are going to be a concern um, even in this series and throughout the entire playoffs. Um, they've really invested heavily in Norman Powell, Robert Covington, and Derek Jones Jr. And neither of those options seem like you know elite um, 
playoff options to me. So I'm I'm gonna stick with the Nuggets. Um, I think they got a like, good matchup with Trailblazers here, uh, and think they will be you know advancing on to the second round. I think it could be a game six or game seven though. Yeah, that I wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Dame Dame's probably good for one or two games just solely off him. Right, right. I think I got the Nuggets in seven. Uh, I could really see this one going either way. Um, you know, Portland got the addition of Norman Powell. Uh, they got Nurkic back, and then Roko has also been solid for them. And, you know, obviously you got the two guards there that are really strong together. I feel like they can carry that team, even if they're getting no production from anybody else, to a couple wins. But, man, with the Nuggets, I mean, I've been saying it, saying it for years. Nikola Jokic is going to be the MVP, needs to be the MVP. And I feel like he's going to be able to, even without Murray, you know, they're going to be able to win this series. I still think they're a good contender for the West. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to take the team with Jokic on it. That's a big Jokic guy. Big Jokic guy. Oh. All right. So I think that pretty much wraps up the, the West uh, conference there. Pretty pretty straightforward, feels like. Uh, but let's get on to the East. Uh, play-in tournament. Uh, the Pacers and the Hornets at the 9 and 10 seed. Do you think hey, I don't know how this is a series. Just, just saying the Pacers and Hornets are playing for a playoff spot just doesn't sound right. He's I... <laughs> pretty obscure, yeah. <laughs> I know who Josh wants to see win this game. Big LaMelo. You know you want to see him in the playoffs, seeing him smile and wave at you on your TV screen. Yeah, I know you want to. That's all I want. That's all I've ever wanted. Honestly, if I'm being like, if I'm being serious, like I, I think the Hornets pull it off. Uh, yeah, I was about to say, I see the Hornets pulling them off. They've had some really good highlights this year. They, I know they're extremely young, but they mesh together really well. Lamelo knows how to run that offense. Miles Bridges has been outstanding, absolutely outstanding. Um, Terry Rozier has even shown some, shown some sparks. I appreciate him for what he's doing. Uh, the only fault I would see there is their big men, maybe against somebody like Sabonis and Turner. I can see that being the issue. But if, if I feel like if they run a fast break offense and they're just fast paced going, 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 I don't see the Pacers keeping up. They're just too fast. Uh, they they just run the floor way too well once they're in fast break. Right. So if the Hornets do that the whole game, I don't see the Pacers touching them in five. Yeah, that's what, was, that's what I was going to say, because I feel like the pace of the game is going to be the Hornets' pace, because yeah, there's kind of... I, I say pace so much, and then I say Pacers, but... <laughs> um, I mean, they, they've, they've kind of underperformed this year, in my opinion, quite a bit. And they play more of a traditional pace, and like you said, the Hornets are more of a faster pace, up-tempo team. So, I mean, I feel like they're going to struggle a lot in transition defense. And I know, I know I mean, they got some bonus, but I mean... I don't know. You got you got some big men like PJ Washington. He can get out on the break pretty fast. So I mean, it just depends. But I, I do think that the Hornets are going to control the pace the whole time. So I feel like that's why they're going to win because it gives them an upper hand, just being a little more youthful and faster. So yeah, I'm going to take the Hornets. I feel like they find a way to win games, even though they don't seem like a good team. Uh, but you know. You know, the players on their team, they perform. They come out and perform. I don't think Terry Rozier is that good, but, you know, he puts up numbers. Same with Devontae Graham, Gordon Hayward. And then the emergence of Mile Bridges has been huge for them. And then LaMelo Ball is also coming back. And maybe this is more of a pick against the Pacers because I've been very disappointed with them all year long. I thought they were going to be way better than what they've been. Uh, yeah, so give me the Hornets. Give me the Hornets. You know, I mean, I think it's. I think. Uh, I think the Pacers uh, actually play a lot faster than uh, you guys might think. 
they had the fifth highest um, number of possessions this year, um, and they actually averaged more points per game than the Hornets. So I definitely think you know the Pacers are capable uh, of handling their own in a fast-paced game, and uh, I, I like I like the Pacers to win this game. Um, I definitely think Sabonis will be a dominant force on the inside. Uh, and, you know, with Brogdon and uh, Karis LeVert in the backcourt, I definitely think uh, there's quite a few options to contend with Terry Rozier and LaMelo. So yeah, I think it's a pretty evenly matched um, game. But I think uh, I think uh, I'm going to take I'm going to take, you know, probably the best player on the court and uh, it's going to be Sabonis. So. I'm just going to take that as my tiebreaker and take the Pacers to win that game. Yeah. I can see it go either way. It really doesn't matter because they're both going to lose next round either way. So, But yeah, let's get on to the other play-in game of the East. Uh, the Celtics and the Wizards. Kind of gross. Yeah, I was going to say just yuck. Well... The Celtics are already down bad because no Jalen Brown. <laughs> no Jalen Brown. Yeah. I feel like Brad Stevens has just been under coaching this year, just not making good decisions. Not he was that X's and O type of guy at Butler. I feel like he's just completely forgot about all that. I he doesn't I don't know if he knows how to draw plays anymore. It just doesn't look right. But then again, you have the Wizards who have Scott Brooks who has to run his offense through one person and one person only. Maybe Bradley Beal from time to time, but no. I, I mean, me personally, I'll probably just stick with who's hot. I'll take the Wizards. Um, they, they've, they've been winning basketball this past month. Can't say the complete same for the Celtics. Um, and yeah, Jalen Brown's out, and the Celtics just don't have much depth at all. Um, the Wizards don't really have much depth either, but I feel like they have slightly more than the Celtics, so I feel like that's going to be a big deal, and that's going to help them win. And I mean, just Westbrook's motor, I guess you know. What's hot is hot, so I mean, I think I think they'll keep it going and beat, beat the Celtics this this time around. But also say they're going to lose next round too, so. I'm going to have to go with Josh on that one. They're, they're really hot right now. I think they're last time I checked on my phone, they were like eight and two out of the last 10, but that was a couple days ago. So that probably could have changed. Um, <laughs> uh, and Westbrook, I mean, say what you want about him. He's playing good. He, he's playing good. And Bradley Beal is Bradley Beal. He has the option to go for 50 on any given night. Um, I just feel like their offense might outplay Celtics offense because it's going to go through Tatum mostly. Holy, I, I would say. Uh, probably. Yeah, I mean, as Noah said, over the last uh, month, they're 15 and 5. Um, so yeah. they've, yeah, they've definitely been a dominant force down the stretch. And. And you know they had they had the COVID issues early in the season, um, kind of derailed them. Scott Brooks didn't really adjust, um, acclimate to the new situation uh, as quickly as Wizards fans might have liked. But they've turned it around the past month or so, uh, and it looked like a dominant team. Whereas the Celtics, on the other hand, are going the complete opposite direction, um, getting bombarded with injuries, struggling to find much cohesion and offensive efficiency. So. I, I'm going to take the Wizards. I definitely think Beal and Westbrook uh, are enough uh, to get get the job done and should be able to win. And maybe we'll get to see Daniel Gafford play some more. You know, Scott Brooks, if you're listening, please, please give Gafford some more minutes. I'm kind of shocked that this is a sweep, but I will also take the Wizards. Uh, I just feel like the Celtics have been terrible, and now that they're on, momentum is definitely not on their side. Uh, with the ever since the injury to Jalen Brown, I just think there's there's just no hope for them. Um, with Washington, let's let's keep Westbrook under control. Give the ball to Bradley Bill, some bud. Okay, uh, give it to your best player, and you know if we can keep Russell Westbrook under control. I think the Wizards will be fine. 
The Celtics also don't have any big men. Like, do we really want to see Tristan Thompson and Grant Williams out there? Like, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. Give me, give me the Wizards. I like their guard play a lot better. And, you know, yeah, I just feel like momentum's on their side. So. I want to see Taco fall out there. That's what I want to see. We all want to see Taco fall out there. That man some more minutes. Devin has. Devin is a. I can't say. I can't say that's something I want to see in my NBA game. But alas, <laughs> so be it. I, I think he might. If he, I mean, his. I think he'd be more efficient than Tristan Thompson and Grant Williams. Mm, yours. That's uh That's just not correct at all. How? I couldn't disagree more. Tristan Thompson was has been a solid. He's great, a great rebounding presence, and he's just a liability on defense. And you're telling me Taco Fall is going to be switching? No. Covers a lot of ground. He does cover a lot of ground. Takes one, like two steps for him to get to half court. He's slow, so that's 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 something you got to think about. He's very very slow, probably the slowest person in the NBA, but. Boards and paints down, uh, boards and buckets down low. I mean, that's uh, all you could ever ask for in a big man. Yeah. So everybody, everybody has wizards there. Everybody has hornets too, except for Devin. Agreed. Agreed. Let's go, let's go ahead and uh, do uh, this one real quick because I think we'll all be in agreement here. Seventy uh, sixers and hornets. Uh, Wait, you got the Hornets beating you got the Hornets beating the Celtics, eh? Oh, I totally forgot about that. Okay, Hornets or Celtics? Yeah, Hornets or Hornets or Wizards? I'm still taking Hornets on that. So you got the Hornets getting the eight seed, Noah? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I got the Pacers getting the eight seed, so. It'd be uh, be an interesting, uh, interesting to see which one of those which one of those teams wins the, wins both of these games. Chad, what do you think? Uh, anyone want to say Wizards with me, or am I alone on that one? Well, we got the Wizards in the seven seed. They're they're they ain't playing for no eight seed. Yeah, I got Hornets. Nobody's taking the Celtics. We all got the Celtics losing both, huh? Yeah, no. I'm, Celtics are the last team I'm taking. I think they're the worst of the four, TBH. Yeah. Plus, the Hornets would be coming off that win, and they'd still be hot. So, and if Boston's already down one, their morale is going to be a little destroyed against a team that's on fire and looking to make a, at least a spot into the playoffs. They have. They have that edge on them. Yes, okay. And that, now I'm going to ask it again with that being said. Uh, 76ers or Hornets? Okay, well, Sixers. That's no question. I was about to say, not everybody at the same time. <laughs> uh, but it's a resounding 76ers. It is a resounding 76ers. Resounding. Yeah. Chad? Just to make sure like, you don't have any... Uh, give me the horn. No, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I was going to say, you don't have any crazy Chad takes? No, not today. Right. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Sorry. All right, let's go down to the second seed and the seventh seed. We got the Nets and the Wizards. I'm going Nets all the way. That's resounding on my end, honestly. Yeah, I got to go Nets, too. But if there's, if I will say this: if there's one team that I want to fail most in the playoffs, it's the Nets. Well, that's just not going to happen. Oh, Noah's confident the Nets are going to be good, huh? I, I don't think KD would let that happen, or Kyrie, or Harden, or Blake, or DeAndre, or Mike James, or <laughs> Mike James, <laughs> or Joe Harris. Or any of these people, no, because their roster is through the roof. 
I, yeah, no. So, so you're not at all you're not at all concerned about the fact that uh, their big three have only played eight games together all season. Yes, I'm aware of that. And that doesn't that doesn't give you. And a then they're about to play sixteen straight together. Okay, sixteen. Or right, wait, first like round, that. second round. Oh, 12. Yeah. <laughs> they're winning out. Like, they're they're, they're going to sweep every, <laughs> sweep every single round. I mean, I, I'm looking for a second round exit. Well, they as play. of right now, as of right now, I'm taking Brooklyn over Washington. Yeah, I, I will agree with that. I, I, I agree. I'm going to be on board, yeah. Oh, yeah. I... I am with Josh, though. They The Nets have three of the most unlikable players in the league. Uh, you got Kevin Durant, who's scared, and he just likes to join good teams because he can't do anything by himself. Uh, you got Harden, who all all he wants to do is you know step back from three and groom his beard. And then Kyrie Irving, who thinks the earth is flat. So, yeah. I'm this game isn't them based failing. off personality traits, though, Chad. Uh, I'm just saying they're, they're not very likable at all. Well, can't deny that they can't play, or that they can play. I just feel like they're all like, like Devin said, they've only played eight games together, and I feel like they're all ball dominant players. And when you go up another decent team, like if they play the Bucks in the next round, they're going to struggle a lot. Literally, just last night they had to play the game, that's, play of the year almost. That that's fantastic. Like when they're playing well together, they're gonna win. So happy they got play of the year against Isaac Okoro. Oh yeah, <laughs> the goat, the goat. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's I think it's an unfortunate matchup for the Nets. I mean, the Wizards, like like we talked about, they're one of the hottest teams entering the postseason, and they have two you know rational confidence guys. Rationals, uh, they just—they—they they just think they're the best players on the court at any given moment, whether they are or not. You know, they're definitely not, especially Russell Westbrook. But he thinks, you know, you know, I'm the—I'm—I'm I'm MJ in his prime. I'm—I'm I'm the best there ever was. I, I, clutch moment spotlights. That's on me. That's all me, and I'm gonna take the game in my hands. Even—even even Michael Jordan said he saw Russell in him. What? I mean. Not to say what? that he is MJ, but like, yeah, Michael Jordan has said before that he's seen like Russell Westbrook in him. Probably from a competitor as a competitor, but not, not in like a skill set. Well, no, offensive absolutely not. genius no. playmaker. <laughs> absolutely like, not. But like, sure, they both they both they both play with the most intensity and most passion I've ever seen. I don't dispute that one bit. That does not mean that Russell Westbrook holds a candle to MJ's talent. No, not at all. But you can't deny the talent. I can deny the talent when I'm comparing it to MJ's talent. I can. I very much well uh, That's a fair point, I guess, yeah. Regardless of regardless the MJ talk, I'm just saying that I think you know Westbrook can single-handedly win, win a game or two against the Nets Solely because, you know, he plays with the intensity and, you know, has that belief that he's probably the best player on the court uh, in this series. So, you know, if he gets the support he needs from the wings um, with Rui um, and gets some, you know, stretch five play from Robin Lopez um, and then Daniel Gafford bangs inside, I think I think that the Wizards will make can make it a series, but I will take the Nets to win. Yeah, I think I, I definitely don't think it'll be a sweep, but uh, I got the nice. All right, let's get on to uh, so the through the three and the six seed, and the Bucks and the Heat. Fun matchup. This will be a good Re- rematch from last year. Yeah. With yeah, the upset, I feel like the Bucks ain't gonna let it happen twice. I don't think they're gonna let the Heat beat them again. Mm, I don't know, Devin. What do you think? Yeah, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Bucks to win. I think uh, Drew Holiday's been a great you know addition, um, to kind of to the offense, and he's a terrific perimeter defender as well. So, you know, I'm I think you know one of the things that really really stood out to me last year was some of the perimeter play that he got from you know Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, um, in addition to Jimmy Butler. 
Um, and they just really haven't had that kind of, you know, impact this season. Um, for whatever reason, that's just not been, you know, not been the case. And they've had to rely on Bam and uh, Butler a lot more. And it just hasn't, it hasn't really worked out as well um, this season. And, you know, they've turned it around as of late. But I think the three-headed monster with the Bucks um, and kind of the depth they've been able to accumulate, um, I think it's an, an overall improved roster and relies less on, you know, Pat Connaughton <laughs> and Brooke Lopez. Uh, is a more is a more complete roster, so um, I I think you know they they won't they won't be looking for an early playoff exit again this year, uh, and Giannis is ready to you know make his impression on the league. Yeah, I agree. I gotta go with the Bucks. I feel like they have a lot of depth, and like you said, their their big three is. Big. I feel like Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton are the perfect guys to put around Giannis. So I mean. They couldn't have planned that better, and they've got some experience on the bench. I think they have Jeff Teague and PJ Tucker, and they have experience. They've got good depth outside of that too. Um, yeah, I, mean, I don't. They, just the way the Heat's been playing this year, it's just not the same team as they were in the bubble. So I mean, I, I, I don't look for the, you know, them to repeat what happened last year. I look for the Bucks to get revenge this year. And honestly, maybe I don't know. See, I guess I could say. I can see them say five or six, probably. Oh, oh, ooh, five or six. Probably six is probably. That's what right. I thought you were gonna say. Probably six is probably about where I'm gonna where I'm gonna land. All right, good. Well, I got Bucks in a sweep. I I just hate this Heat team. They've not been good this year at all. They started out really bad. I guess they've kind of gotten better, but still, like Tyler Hero's play has been very. Uh, inconsistent, as well as like you know Kendrick Nunn, D- Duncan Robinson. They're starting. Tre- they're still starting Trevor Ariza and Andre Iguodala, guys like that. So I mean, I'm good. I'm good on that. I'm good on Goran Dragic. He's he's fine. But like, I mean, especially after what happened with the Bucks last year, uh, Giannis and Chris Middleton, great players. Their starting five is solid. So I like the Bucks in a sweep here. And why do we bother giving minutes to Udonis Haslam? He's, At all. he's a heat legend and they're all time sake. moment. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, and I mean and the and the Heat, you know, they, they, they played as the second slowest team um pace wise this year. And I really don't think that will suit them well uh, in a matchup against the Bucks in a playoff series. Um I definitely think the offensive efficiency that uh, Milwaukee displayed throughout the entire season, um you know, will come to fruition and kind of, you know, help them even if uh, Miami wants to play a slower-paced game. So if Miami's unable to adapt uh, and play a little bit of a faster pace, I'm not sure that they can contend with Milwaukee. So I think, you know, the matchup really suits well for Milwaukee, and I expect them to, you know, reverse, uh, get their revenge from last year. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to talk Miami into the ground more more than you guys already have, but I am going to give my case for why. Milwaukee is going to win this series. Uh, you, like you all said, their depth, uh, their bench is just—it's upgraded tremendously from last year. You don't like, like Devin said, you don't need guys like Pat Connaughton shooting six threes in a game to keep you in the game, or like <laughs> you just don't have that. And plus, the asset of Drew Holiday is nothing short of supernatural because of just the way he makes the team mesh together well. He's having a career year. Or it, it it seems to me he has just the way he's been playing with them, and Giannis is just doing Giannis things, and Chris Middleton he's been doing the same thing he's been doing for the last couple of years as well, especially on the three point side. Even Bobby Portis coming off the bench has been having a good year, averaging like twelve and five, I think. Just he, this team is just too deep for Miami, and the pace is just not going to be there for them. Agreed. Agreed. Let's get on to the last game here. Uh, we got the Knicks and the Hawks. Two teams who got, uh, we, we haven't seen in the playoffs in a while. So, quite a while. I'm going to vote on this one as a fan. I want the Knicks to win. I want the Knicks to win. I want to see them go into the second round. I would absolutely. And it's not even too far of a stretch. I think they could actually pull this off. Especially the way Julius Randle's played this year, most improved player by far. Uh, R.J. Barrett is even doing things this year that he wasn't doing. Uh, 
just Derek Rose, he's having moments of going back a couple years. Uh, the depth on the bench as well. They're like first in defensive rating, offensive. I'm pretty sure I saw something earlier today on Instagram. Uh, and it's just they're having one of the best years they've had in quite some time. It's just fun to root for them, fun to watch. They meshed weather, uh, <coughs> excuse me, meshed well together as a team. I, I'm going to go Knicks. Maybe in six or so, not like a sweep or anything, but I can see the Knicks winning this. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to take the Knicks too. I feel like, I feel like they're uh, they've got they've got a little bit of a hot streak going. I feel like they've got momentum. I feel like Thibodeau is going to just out coach. Nate McMillan. So I don't know. I just feel, I just feel like they have more going on. I feel like coaching staff is better. I feel like they have the hot streak. Players are peaking right now. If they keep that going, I don't see how the Hawks could possibly keep up. I, I just don't like Trey Young all that much. Devin just looks appalled. Uh, I can't. You know, I, 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 I really just, I can't believe that we're electing to pick a team to win a playoff series when their second best player is RJ Barrett, I guess. I think the Knicks, the Knicks are like one the of the Knicks, teams that the Knicks think, roster, the Knicks roster is actually like terrible. It's definitely not even it's definitely in like a top 6 lottery team roster. Objectively, yes, but they haven't been playing like one. I I agree. That's why I think that's why. I, that's what, I mean, like, like, like last week, that's why I give Thibodeau my Coach of the Year vote because yeah, because yeah. the roster is terrible. I, mean, I'm just, I just want to quote you. I mean, you, said, you well. said last episode. You said last episode you could pull a random guy off the street and give him 36 minutes a game, and he would he would put a bucket. So uh, there, that that is a completely different conversation than winning a playoff series. <laughs> Those two things are definitely not equal. Against the Hawks team, against the Hawks, any the other Hawks, team, the Hawks, the Hawks are good, the but they're Hawks, also yeah, they also haven't been in the playoffs in a long time. I feel like it's going to be a close matchup. No, but the Hawks, the Hawks have a ton. Okay, but the Hawks have a ton of young talent that has played well together at times this season, and is improving on defense. The biggest, the Hawks have always been great on offense. We've seen it. We've seen it. You know, even last year. Before the addition of Bogdanovich. But now, the fact that, you know, they've started to improve on defense. Nate McMillan has definitely uh, improved, you know, the defensive philosophy and strategy for the Hawks. And, you know, they've kind of been able to hide Trey Young uh, a little bit on the defensive end. So he's less of a liability on that side of the court. So the fact that, you know, DeAndre Hunter's back, finally healthy. They have their full complement of players. And I definitely think they will definitely just out talent the New York Knicks. I, I, I don't, I don't see how the Knicks are even in the playoffs, much less a four seed. And I definitely don't see them winning a playoff round. I don't know, man. Julius Randle ain't this good. He's not good enough like, to solo uh, win a playoff yeah, round. <laughs> I would also like to put a disclaimer. I said I'm voting on this one as a fan. I didn't say it as, uh a podcaster for sports or nothing like that, like an actual sport opinion. I'm doing this as a fan. I want the Knicks to win. That's just it. I'm doing that. For me. I'm saying this is me. I, that's my actual opinion. I think the Knicks are going to win. I think Nerlens Noel is going to be more than capable of keeping up with just defending the pain. I feel like Julius Randle is going to be doing what he's been doing all year. I mean, I, Trey Young is doing Trey Young things, but I mean, the way Derrick Rose has been playing. You got Emmanuel quickly off the bench. I mean, RJ Barrett's been stepping it up. I, I, you're sleeping on the Knicks a little I'm too much. I'm not buddy. sleeping on the Knicks at all. Not one bit. Facts are optional, I guess. Chad, what do you think? Uh, well, I'm with you two. Uh, as a fan, I would love to see the Knicks win. Uh, but objectively speaking, I unfortunately have to go with the Hawks. You know, I just feel like the... You know, the Hawks roster, I see, you know, a, a complete team, you know, good talent, good players on the team. And with the Knicks, I see, you know, players that somehow manage to win games together. And I'm not sure how they do it, but they do. 
Um, I if Derrick Rose and Emmanuel Quickly and guys like that, uh, they they kind of go into a playoff slump. I'm not sure, not sure uh, that'll be enough to make them win because I feel like the Hawks will just be better than that. But I mean, I could see the Knicks winning in some scenario because you know they just find out to they find a way to pull out games. Uh, but I, I but I'm with Devin though. On objectively speaking, I feel like the Hawks have a more talented roster. Um, I'd like to see the you know the rebounding battle down low between Capella and uh, Nerlens Noel. See them shot blocking and you know bumping into each other a little bit. All right, so final vote. I'm going Knicks. Knicks. Hawks. Hawks. All right. This is this isn't even gonna be close. It's gonna be like a five game series. No, no shot. Yeah, that's that's a stretch. You want to make that a bet, sir? I'll I'll take the over on that. You're giving me even odds. Yep. No way. I will bet that they make it past the game five. I know you will. I'm not sure if I will. <laughs> well, you're talking so heavily against the Knicks. I thought this would be easy money for you. I'm very, very confident. Yeah, but confident. I could also see myself, you know, regretting the fact that I'm betting on Trey Young to win basketball games. Well, I mean, that's well. what you're If it's Trey Young, I hate Trey Young. So why, why so confident about the Hawks then? Because the Knicks suck. It's less. It's less of a. I like the Hawks. Are you saying it because it's a meme, or like, what is the deal here? No. Josh literally listed off their roster, and I was supposed to be impressed by R.J. Barris, Nerlens Noel, Derrick Rose, Emmanuel. Okay, yes, like yes, I was yes, supposed to be taken aback. Yes, you don't think, oh, this guy's a superstar basketball player, but as a team, they click. Yes, no this is correct in the regular season. But I'm sure that like coming from me, you give anybody in the NBA 36 minutes a game. I think they can do, they can do just as good as anybody else. Yeah, Louis King just Louis King just dropped like a double double. Uh, Who? Who? I don't know who that is. I've never heard of him before in my life. You said you said he wasn't even in the two uh, (laughs) fantasy basketball database. So ESPN didn't even. He dropped twenty seven nine three three and two. My man is almost dropping a five by five in like his third NBA game. As, yes, I like that. That take is not incorrect, Josh. But that does not mean that you are going to be a winning fantasy. Or that does not mean you're going to be a winning playoff basketball player. I don't know the way they've been playing this year, and the fact that they're playing the Hawks, I think they can be. And you can't take it away from Dibs. You're so called coach of the year can't get past the Hawks. I mean, come on! I don't think the Hawks are. Ta- I don't know, man. I, the Hawks are going to win in five. It, it's, it's just a, it just is what it is. Okay, all right, bet. Knicks in six or seven. Knicks in six or seven. That's definitely not happening. I know Nate. that's not happening. I know. I, I know that's not happening. <laughs> He'll bet I you that one. I will I definitely. I will wait. take you on that one. <laughs> so you won't. So you'll think about taking me on just getting past Game Five, but you'll definitely take it on the Knicks winning the series. If you tell me, if you tell me, I get the Hawks to win the series, no matter how many games it takes. I will take that. But if you're telling me I the Hawks have to win in four or five, I'm a little less certain. Well, that's what you're saying. You're saying that the Hawks are going to win in five. That's what I think, but that doesn't mean that I want to bet on that outcome at even odds. Well, just because, like I said, just because of how lowly you were putting down the Knicks roster, I thought that may have been something you would have found as a fruitful endeavor. <laughs> Yeah, you're sleeping. Hardcore. I'm wide awake. I'm I'm on I'm on the shit. I'm all knowing. I know. I know. All right. I think that's all of them, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. Well, yet again, yet again. I, I I'm I'm going head against Josh this week. 
and the, the first round of the NBA playoffs. So that'll do it for this episode of From the Sidelines. If you have any, uh, if you have any questions or comments, feel free to send us a direct message on social media. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at FTSPod. So go ahead and feel free to drop us a follow, shoot us a message, any anything you like. We'll, we'll give you our thoughts on the matter. And as always, you can check out our website, find out all of our content and more on FTSPod.com. So feel free to go over and check that out. And if and as always, you feel free to write us also to our email, theftspod at gmail.com. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.